fullback belly. Three tight ends, including Haydner. Kuhn is the fullback with the first and goal. Kuhn gets the ball. Pile Hey everybody and welcome to the Fantasy Fallback Dive brought to you by the good people at the Roto Street Journal where your lead blocker on your way to fantasy glory, fantasy excellence, fantasy playoff wins, which is starting right now. This is officially the first day of the 2021 slash 2022 fantasy football playoffs. And I don't know about everybody else out there. I actually have a ton on the line in this specific game. A lot of pieces moving on my team and on the guy I'm going against. I'm kind of on pins and needles here. Uh, So I definitely want to get this show done as close to kickoff as we can, because I actually have a lot wrapped up in this. I, of course, am your host, Nat The Truth Jones. With me, as always, the Wolf of Rotor Street himself, who I'm assuming also has a lot tied up in this game today. Oh, absolutely, Nat. What a a banger to kick off the fantasy playoffs. Chiefs, Chargers, two of the best offenses in football. And I think I'm sure a lot of the viewers out there have a ton invested too, because when you have two of the best offenses going back and forth, that's typically what's going to make up playoffs. So I had Kelsey going tonight. I'm facing Herbert in my biggest league. So let's go right off the bat, kicking off with a couple haymakers to each other. We'll see who's standing taller. But man, it's just the best to have a game like this. It's not, thank God it's not like Jags and like, you know, Texans or some crap like that, which is usually what we get. This is, which it, it is an actual game this week, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Thank God right. it's not tonight, the prime time. We get to kick off with some excitement, Wolfpack. So we're going to preview that game. There's some big news revolving around Austin Eckler, his workload. Tons of fucking crazy COVID news. You couldn't have a, uh, a playoff this year without having just the most ridiculous week 15 to kick it off, by the way. So we'll cover all that for you. We'll pack all the big implications we got. We got a new sponsor we're going to be promoting know, right? for this show, which I'm pumped. Just a crazy whirlwind of stuff coming at you for week 15. But super excited to kick it off, Wolfpack. So excited to see. We already got 15 questions. We haven't even started the show. Seeing the likes come in already. So appreciate that, too. So if you haven't already, please consider getting us out to more people by hitting that like, sharing us out. But this is my favorite. I, I love our Thursday show, man. I, I'm biased. I'll admit it. It's my favorite show of the week because we get so many of you guys out here. And- and it's awesome. So cheers to everybody. Best of yeah. luck with whatever you need tonight. Get those questions on in because you know we're going to hit them all before the, the end of this show. So let's get it going. We have so much to yeah, cover. The, the, Thursday show, the, the Thursday show is the best. But also you combine that with the playoffs are actually here. It's happening now. And we're dealing with an actual game that I want to watch anyway that has implications. Doesn't get much better than that. Before we get into the serious news that's going to maybe be affecting this specific game and then the injuries, I just want to take about 20 seconds to piss on Urban Meyer's grave. And uh, (laughs) just like, what a jackass. What a prick. I'm so glad he's gone. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. That's it. That's all I got to say about it. Yeah, absolute loser. The, The kicker literally of it all that he's kicking his kicker and that, that's the final straw that breaks the camel's back what a nightmare of a situation good ha- good riddance get the f out and fantasy implications wise you know the jags are going to be fired up now that this cancer is out of the locker room james robinson's probably going to get like 30 yeah. carries i'm bumping him up the rankings no doubt about it because of this news but yeah it, i'm just so happy it happened you know he's the first one gone he deserved to be the first one gone of this coaching season I can't remember a more disastrous like first year head coach maybe ever. 
it's about as it's about as bad as I've ever seen, and that does warm my heart just a little bit. Wasn't it more losses in his NFL career that didn't even last a full season than seven yeah. full years at Ohio State? Yeah, Ohio. I mean, I hate I hate that the guy's going to collect a bunch of money. Like that makes me sick. But I'm I'm glad that he at least is just known to be a failure and a joke. Yes. All right, let's get into the. You want to get into the Thursday night football news? You want to get into injuries? How you want to start things off? I think we start with that Thursday night football news, Wolfpack. But just to kind of tease the sponsor that's bringing the show to you, it's called Prize Picks. Many of you out there tuned in might have already heard it. An incredible prop betting app. If prop betting is your thing, this is by far my favorite way to do it. I don't typically do prop bets, but I've been just hammering the site. I've been winning some good money with it. So if you're interested while watching the show, maybe go check out prizepicks.com. Download the app, such a clean interface. Enter that code RSJ and deposit $20 plus. They will give you $100 up uh, up to 100 bucks matching of that deposit. And if you go 20 or more, it does support us. It kicks it back to us a bit. And it'd be so appreciated. So many of you guys tune in and ask, how can I support you guys? Well, if you like prop betting, it's a win-win. You get a great app, you get a good game, and we get recognized for helping another app grow. So please consider going to prop bets, uh, at prizepicks.com or downloading in your store using RSJ. Doesn't matter if it's all capitals or not. RSJ code when you deposit to get up to $100 matched. Check that out for us. We'd be so appreciative. I'll show you how it works quickly in between different segments. But again, we have so much to cover right. that I can't do too much time on that. But please consider checking that out. And thank you to Prize Picks yeah, for doing that and partnering up. We're, we're so excited. What a great company. Yep, that's awesome. Thanks so much for uh, helping us out in any way you can, both the fans and Prize Picks. And I'm going to check them out as soon as we get off the air. Uh, Thursday Night Football News, Austin Eckler. This is a big one. I think he's the third highest scoring running back in fantasy this year. He is expected to play Thursday night against the Chiefs. However, it is reported that he is not going to get a full workload. Generally speaking, when people have said, like, come right out and said he's not going to get a full workload, he's probably not going to get a full workload. Like, that is, is probably true. Like, with Dalvin Cook, they never said, uh, he's, he's well, we're going to ease him back in. They were just like, he's playing, and then he was awesome. So it does sound like you could expect maybe he's going to get a less than full workload. He's still a must start, in my opinion. What do you think? Yeah, I still think so, too. And, and it is kind of the opposite of Dalvin Cook. I know it's such a recent example like and they actually came out and said Dalvin Cook's gonna get his full workload his usual uh feeding and so that he came right out and had what 30 something touches so this is a different situation when ahead of time they're telling us he's gonna be limited but that being said so much is on the line for both teams tonight Eckler himself already tweeted out like a photo of him playing a guitar and saying Thursday night under the lights baby like he's fired up you know he loves fantasy football too and I know that doesn't factor into what the coaches are going to do or how they're going to use him. But with so much on the line, uh, playoff seating, all that, I imagine, you know, maybe not his usual workload of like 25, 30 touches, but I wouldn't, I mean, we've, we've had reporters come out and say limited workloads and then Christian McCaffrey will go get like 40 touches, like his, the season high. So yeah, I'm and not then Christian gonna... McCaffrey rolls his ankle and he's out for the season. And I mean, yes. you talk about how much they have on the line here. They can't lose Eckler. No, but I also, they can't lose tonight either. So I, I really think if it's limited, it's going to be minimally limited. I, I could be wrong. I'm clearly not on the Chargers coaching staff, so who knows? But I would be shocked if we see anything less than 18 touches. And 18 touches for Austin Eckler is good enough to be in my top 10 far and away running backs, probably right in your top seven. That If you have three top five guys, okay, maybe you can consider benching him. But I consider it, Matt, similar to how we treated Dalvin Cook last week, like, you'd have to have monsters from top to bottom to ever consider benching him. And, and there was really nobody we ever considered benching yep. Cook for last week. Right. So let us know if you're worried about Eckler. But I'll just tell you right from the get, 
I'm not worried about Austin Eckler. I'm not benching him where I have him. You can't. You, you truly can't. Even if he doesn't show up, it's different. We, we talked about this too last time with Cook. Like the Keenan Allen fiasco of last year, I think has people very tepid, but a running back is just so different, you, especially a guy that's such a, a engine to this offense. There, you just don't limit a guy that's an 18 to 20 touch weekly guy. It, it's He's not going to evaporate from the game plan like a wide receiver might as a decoy. So ultimately, as long as he's out there and it's looking like he should be, he's in your lineup. Uh, that's that's how I'm playing the situation. I've gotten some like KJ Osborne versus Eckler. No, 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 Come no, no, on. No, no. What are we even fucking thinking here, people? No, you're putting Eckler in here. So Keenan Allen also back. He's playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do you think about Mike Williams? And then we'll move on to uh, some other items. I'm not going to lie. I'm like 18, or not 18, but about 11 spots below ECR on Mike Williams. And I think because he had like an okay week last week, but really okay is all you could describe this as without Keenan Allen. Still didn't see that much of an elevated workload. And now Keenan Allen, this target hog is back. Like, could he get deep? Sure. Am I pumped that the the Chiefs have four key injuries on defense tonight, including Chris Jones? Absolutely. And that helps out Eckler, by the way. That defense has been unbelievable these last five weeks. They're dealing with some really tough injuries, though. I think we're going to get some fireworks. So, yeah, could he go deep? Sure. Could he be in lineups? Absolutely. But I am 10 spots below the ECR on him, given that he has, in the last six weeks, only topped eight targets once. He's been just very inconsistent volume-wise. The games that he's had that are solid really came down to garbage time or one huge play. I get that's kind of his his MO, but I, I'd be nervous. If I had better options, like you know Christian Kirk, I know that's also a bull play, but with no DeAndre Hopkins, I have Kirk higher. I have, you know, I'll, I'll just to give you a, a little, quick little run, like I have Mooney, Osborne even, Russell Gage, all above Mike Williams tonight. Again, I could look like a moron come tomorrow. Those of you listening to the podcast have your, you know, Monday morning quarterback hat on. He, Mike Williams might have 102 TDs at the time of you listening to this, and you could just put up your double middle fingers to the wolf. God, I, Sorry about it. But still, I, I wouldn't be playing him in most spots. Again, yeah, minus 14 ECR. He's the wide receiver 17. I just don't trust that at all, considering he's been the wide receiver 80, 35, 50, wide receiver 9. 52 16 and then 647 last week when he had the best possible scenario like very minimally has he been in that top 17 range only twice in his last eight games i against the chiefs defense that yeah it's banged up i that but that's still been really good i don't i don't want to trust him myself well i hope i'm giving you the double middle finger because i don't have better options and i have to yeah. play the guy so i'm also going against eckler and keenan allen so We'll see what happens. Big night, um, baby. Big night. Big night. Yeah, let us know your Mike Willie questions. Because, again, like there, it, it is tough at this point of the year to have too many better options. But as I said, again, Gage, Kirk, Osborne, in my opinion, I'd rather have those guys in. And I know you don't have those guys now. No, I don't. It's not a horrible, like, oh, no, I have Mike Williams. I mean, the guy is a huge threat to go off any given moment. And I know you're the state of your squad. You kind of need a guy like this to just blow up and potentially give you a chance. So. Right. You know, he makes sense, especially for your lineups and lineups that might just be huge underdogs. Like, you need a guy like that that could just throw a huge uppercut. So, could he do it? Absolutely. I'm not betting on it myself if I don't have to. All right. Let's get into the Sunday news by position. Um, all, oh, quickly, real quick, uh, COVID decimating COVID. the NFL, decimating the NBA, decimating, like, where my wife is a principal decimating our school's getting like, killed too everywhere. it's wild right now my oh my my, my kid had a pool test today and and someone came back positive in it so now there's all this drama like what's going on with that my kid's fully vaxxed but still it's it's Jeez. still drama you know anyway covid list tyler lockett jalen waddle uh baker mayfield jarvis landry 
some folks on the line, Alex Collins for the Seahawks. Right now, that's the list. But, uh, you know, the, the list could certainly grow by Sunday. It's By the day, it seems like it's doubling by the day. I think they're up to about 60 to 70 players across the NFL, they're saying, are on the list. But in terms of relevancy, it's going to change with- the fan. It's going to affect the fantasy playoffs. It's crazy. It's gonna, this is the worst <laughs> COVID week we've had all season. And they waited till the, the NFL, the fantasy playoffs, right? Of course, we get to there. So any questions you guys have about, you know, backups, things of that nature, let's get them on in and let's chat, guys. They're right. not as if we have some magic vision that can see through what's going to happen. But let's talk Tyler Lockett. I'd say it's very unlikely. I want to say there's zero people that have had a positive test at some point that have actually played that Sunday. I know technically, according to the bylaws and different things, they might have enough time to get out there if they can draw two negatives. But unless they were a close contact, those are the only guys we've actually seen suit up on a Sunday. So I am am going into this week assuming these guys are out. Of course, we adjust. You join us at 11 a.m. on Sunday if some of these guys are back in. And you can get a more updated take. But I'm assuming these guys are out while we analyze this. Tyler Lockett, the biggest name. I have DK Metcalf. I've been lower on him each and every week, and I'm technically still lower on him. But, man, now with no – who else do they have to throw to? Freddie Swaim and D. Eskridge. And I wouldn't be shocked if either of those two names actually have a bomb touchdown. You know, Russell Wilson is kind of slinging it deep at nice rates these last couple weeks. But DK Metcalf has to be considered – a huge upgrade here. He's now up to my wide receiver 17, which is still a little bit lower than the ECR, but definitely in my player pool, definitely someone that has to be pretty much locked in the lineups unless you have three really good options ahead of him as a top high-end wide receiver too, in my opinion. And this could be the recipe he needs for a blow-up. Would you be trusting DK given how bad he is now that Lockett's removed? I mean, your logic is all completely sound. And I mean, just in general, I love DK Metcalf. Yeah, but I cannot ignore the fact that he's done absolutely nothing for what, like eight weeks now. Single Something digit like points in five straight. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. not. So good. I mean, yeah, of course you would shade up a little bit on him, but it's not like you can be horrified or shocked if he doesn't do anything. He hasn't done anything forever. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, it's yeah. All right. So. We're going to get into injuries, go back and forth. Um, we got like 40 questions well, already. Let me just talk about Jalen Waddle oh, really okay. quickly, too. Because right. Alex Collins, it locks in Penny. I already like Penny. We're already going to talk yeah. about Penny. I was already hammering him no matter what Alex Collins' status was, but that just locks him into even more workload, especially if AP, who hasn't been practicing, misses the game. But Jalen Waddle's the other big name. I mean, one of the, the highlight rookie receiver scored more points so far than Jamar Chase on the season, yet doesn't get nearly the same press or highly publicized rankings. But he is now on the list when you need him the most. Devastating. I actually have Parker, though, given that they're facing the Jets. Up now right on the fringe at wide receiver 20. That is insane because it's Devontae Parker. But this guy has had nine-plus points in every game this year, 11-plus in every but all but two. So he's been solid floor, decent ceiling, and they really don't have much else besides him and Gusecki, especially if the running back injuries or COVID list, rather, remain lingering in the game. He could see 15 targets against a jet secondary. So it's not pretty, but 4,300 on DraftKings up to wide receiver 20. I'm considering uh, Parker a near lineup lock at this point. So if you have questions on him, please let me know. But I am extremely high on Devontae Parker this week. Probably too high. What could go wrong on being high on Devontae Parker, right? Never, never burned us in the past. But he's had a solid floor all year. I feel pretty comfortable getting him in there pretty high in my rankings. All right. Before we get into our uh, updates, news, injury stuff, you want to talk a tiny bit about uh, our sponsor since we're between segments, maybe give us a minute and then we'll roll into the the players. 
Yeah, absolutely. Again, prizepicks.com, prizepicks app. I'm just going to pull it in really quickly here. This is like the uh, the interface. And as you can see, you choose two or more players on the board. You pick the over, under on their fantasy score, a single stat. One little neat thing they're doing during the holiday season is often putting out like Aaron Rodgers one yard passing and just giving you almost like a layup to get started with your prize picks. Um, and so that just obviously boosts your odds. And then you choose flex play or power play. And I love the flex play because you think about prop betting and you do all these parlays. And of course, if they hit, it's great. But one person loses and it costs you. Well, if you play flex play here on prize picks, you can do a five person parlay and miss one and still get three extra money. Oh, wow. uh, so it's great. So you look here and you think, okay, so this is exactly how it looks. Uh, Pat Mahomes, 271. Do I want to touch that? You, you can kind of go through the list. Justin Herbert, 279. Mac Jones, like, I love this Mac Jones pick. So you pick your players and you'll you'll end up going, you know, Jalen Hurts, uh, Zach Wilson. No, I don't want to touch that. You're going to smash the Mike Glennon over? No, yeah. You can see how the, the layout looks, though. My, my personal favorites are actually the TD ones. So let's go to, like, rush yards, rush TDs, pass TDs, those different things. Um, so receiving TDs, right? Like, I think Travis Kelsey tonight locked to find the end zone. So I'm going to hit him and you just go through again. And it's very simple. I always go for the five fiber. You get 10 times your money if you get all five. So, you know, I, I love tossing these quick 10 bucks, you know, go for a hundred bucks in a night. I've hit that multiple times this season. And it's, it's just, you, you study the matchups, the touchdown bets again are my favorite. If you want some more prize pick strategy, I'll be happy to do maybe a separate segment someday, but I know we have so many questions, nearly 50 yeah. Already, so I'm gonna stop sharing. We're gonna get into the news because we got to get those. If we have some time to talk more prize picks later, we would love to. But again, code RSJ 20 plus dollar deposit, they'll match up to 100. I put 100 right in, bam, instant 200 bucks in the account. So consider using code RSJ, it helps us out, gives us a nice kickback. Great way to support the site, would be so appreciated. Let us know if you're playing already. If you've downloaded the app in the comments, keep us posted on that because it is again uh, one of my favorite. I, I don't do a ton of these apps. And this is the first, literally the first one we've actually truly promoted on a show because I genuinely enjoy this one. So check it out. Clean interface. Awesome stuff. Let's get on into these injuries that you got to track. All right. Josh Allen. He was limited uh, as of Thursday, but it does seem likely that he's going to end up playing in week 15. Obviously, he's an easy QB one if he plays. I want to say you have him either two or three in your rankings. Um, and so I don't know, something to monitor, but I don't think that's going to end up playing out as much more than Allen's going to start and probably be pretty good. A hundred percent. That's it. I've gotten like Allen versus Taysom Hill questions. Come on now. Oh, it's on. Josh Allen. And I like Taysom Hill. He's in my higher on the list today. It's, it's Josh Allen. He's 36 points last week. The QB won last week. He's going to dominate this week. No doubt about it. You're locking him in. Jalen Hurts is limited in practice and it's looking like the reason we want to make sure usually limited injuries we kind of skip over whatever all the philly sports talk radio is saying Minshew's getting first team reps they're splitting them near evenly and they're preparing for a world without jalen hurts this weekend that would take a seismic shift on the offense we saw a shitload 24 carries for miles sanders before he got hurt last time uh and then we also saw dallas goddard exploding the passing game just operating at a more efficient level with Minshew. this would cause seismic shifts throughout the Eagles locker room. So keep your eyes peeled on that. Jalen Hurts, of course, if he does play, he's been a top 10 quarterback in all but two weeks this season. So he'd probably be a lineup lock for me, but something you certainly have to track moving forward. I'm not convinced he's a better actual football player than Gardner Minshew. He is probably a better fantasy option. But Minshew, I was telling you, I I, I wrote down all the teams in the NFL. And I tried to decide who 
who has a better starting quarterback than Minshew? And it was like half the teams. It's like, right? I believe, I, I honestly, like, like legitimately, like 15 or 16 teams. I was like, yeah, I'd rather have Minshew. And I mean, I 100% agree. I hope he gets another shot someday. I love the guy. I'm rooting for yeah. him real hard. All right, Lamar Jackson, he did not participate in Thursday's practice, and Greg Roman said that his ankle is going to keep his status like up in the air and it could go down to the wire, which has got to be a little bit harrowing for anybody counting on Lamar um, going into next week. Seems like it's a coin flip. Might be seeing Huntley out there. Yeah, exactly, and Huntley did throw for 270, rushed for 45. There's some upside to the guys, certainly DraftKings-wise and those, but if you're desperate for a QB streamer, if Lamar is out, Huntley could be someone you genuinely could consider. The matchup is not all that scary. Uh, so we'll see. We'll find out, but certainly something to track. And then Aaron Rodgers did not practice with that toe injury. Again, kind of milking it to the uh, the press saying, no, they, they asked him, how's the toe feeling? Did it get better over the bye week? He goes, no, it got worse. You know him. He is just milking this for all it's worth. And maybe it is getting, you know, I don't want to, I'm sure it fucking kills. And I'm sitting here like, straining my hamstring when I try to go down a set of stairs, like oh, making yeah. fun of Aaron Rodgers here. But still, like, come on, guy. I'm, Brady plays with broken ribs, and you don't hear about it till the end of the season. Rodgers is wanting everyone to know just how hurt he is. So that's that much, awesome, you know, that much sexier and better when he's throwing for four touchdowns every week. All that being said, he's my quarterback in fantasy, and I fucking love the guy right now. He's throwing touchdown after touchdown. He is a must-lock against a Ravens team that is without their top corner, that is giving up the most big plays in the NFL all year, even with Marlon Humphreys in. They're just going to get that much more bombed, so he's going to play. I know he's not practicing. He's going to be in. He's going to be fine, and he's going to be a top-four quarterback this week. All right, let's move to running backs. Give us a like if you haven't already because we could sure use it. Um, Leonard Fournette also dealing with ankle issues. He missed practice for the second straight day on Thursday. Obviously, his direct backup is Ronald Jones. Fournette has been fantastic this year in fantasy. He's one guy that we were not anywhere near as high on going into the season as we should have been. What do you think the chances are we see Fournette this week? Man, it could be pretty slim at this point. I, I think he's going to play. I imagine these are maintenance days. Tomorrow will be a very telling day, though. Fridays are often where we see a couple missed, but then he gets a limited in. And then you know he's fine. What's tricky is he plays Sunday night. So ideally, you can stash Ronald Jones. What's also tricky about this is Gio Bernard's expected to miss multiple weeks. So uh, does Ronald Jones suddenly become a three-down horse? He's a terrible pass catcher. That's where he's been awful his entire career. So maybe Keyshawn Vaughn's getting involved. I have no idea what happens if Fournette sits. My guess is he plays. I am not 100% positive. I know he was leading the league in NFL running back receptions at one point. He might still be. I think he plays, and I think he's still a top six guy for you. But it is a tougher matchup against the Saints. Uh, so you got to track it. And ideally, again, Ronald Jones was out there in a ton of leagues entering today. If you have Fournette, hopefully you have that backup, that handcuff plan ready in place. Because that Sunday night thing is tough to wait it out for. But let's check tomorrow. Let's see if he practices. I imagine he will be another one of those guys that was a humongous value this year. Right in that same round range as Fournette is James Conner. Probably the two best running back picks you could have made. We know Cordell Patterson and Mitchell, great pickups. But in terms of actually drafted players, Fournette and Connor, monster values all year. But he's also not practicing uh, this week so far. And given that matchup against Detroit, Chase Edmonds might be coming off the IR to the most beautiful situation, a full every down workload against Detroit. Chase Edmonds would be a top 15 running back, even though he hasn't played in five weeks for me. Eno Benjamin, if Chase Edmonds somehow doesn't come back and then Connor is out, I think you need to roster this guy right now to see what happens. Because even 
this useless player, you know, Benjamin would be a top 20 guy on a full workload against Detroit. That's how bad Detroit is. I could put Nat the Truth Jones in that backfield, give him a full workload, and he would put up top 15 numbers against that Detroit back, that Detroit defense. So ultimately, whoever it is, is going to be a monster. Something you must track, though, moving forward. As I've gotten older, I'm much uh, less fast than I used to be, but I'm making up for that by just piling on tons of weight. Um De- definitely just I'm, I'm a much more bruising running back body right nowhere near as fast as i used to be um deandre <laughs> swift not participating in thursday's practice it's looking pretty unlikely that he's gonna be playing against the cardinals i wouldn't be shocked if and when they shut him down for the year i mean what do they have to gain yeah, what if, one of why, their future? why are you playing why right <laughs> you don't want to win at this point you just want nice draft capital you don't want to get your stud running back of the future hurt at this point. I wouldn't be shocked if that's the last we've seen of DeAndre Swift this year. They will talk about Hawkins in a sec. They're starting to move some of their young core pieces to the IR. I'm surprised he honestly hasn't been moved there yet. We will find out, but an awful, awful situation. I just keep chuckling because I'm just picturing like us shitting on the Lions defense. You being like, I, I can truck people right now. And then like the Lions middle linebacker. I couldn't pretend to know who it is, but I'm sure he's some 250 pound monster. And you'd be like, all right, give me the ball. And him just... Just, just to be clear, and we can roll. <laughs> we can roll the video back. I never said I could truck anybody. <laughs> I just said you I was fat. To truck people. I you? said I, I said as I, I've gained a bunch of weight. It's not like I've gained muscle. <laughs> yeah, just a, I, a, I just weigh like more than I used to, so I'm slower. I'm a much easier target, and like you know, maybe like you know, twenty pounds heavier. So I, mean, I don't think it's going to help my NFL running back game. That's just sending you six feet under that much faster. Yeah. If really you're on, if you're like part of the Lions linebacking core, I didn't say shit about you. I think he did. I just said I was fat. Is this the fat guy that said he could truck me? <laughs> Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard were limited in Thursday's practice. As we mentioned, if Gardner Minshew plays, that much more upside to this backfield and those carries. Although with them both being likely to play, it does cap the ceiling of them both pretty considerably. In fact, Howard had a nice string of games but that was without Sanders. Sanders had a great game in his first game back, but that was without Howard. I don't know exactly how they'll coexist. I imagine, given that Sanders yet to score a touchdown with 135 touches, Howard would be the best bet for a score. Sanders would be the best bet for yardage. That creates the dreaded committee situation. The only way I'll touch this backfield is if Minshew is at quarterback, because then maybe just maybe there's enough volume to go around, enough ground pie to sustain enough mouths. But as of right now, it's pretty tough. Howard at best, they're both just Hail Marys to me, and Howard being the more available one at this point. Aaron Jones did not participate participate in practice on Thursday. I mean, he's had rest days as the season has gone on, so it does not necessarily mean anything. This is kind of a wait-and-see thing. Absolutely. I think he's going to play. I think he's going to be fine. But if, God forsaken, he's not, A.J. Dillon would be, uh, I mean, the absolute definition of a smash spot. Kareem Hunt is out. He's already been ruled out. Chubb now in my top three running backs. We knew he wasn't going to play. Chubb was already in my top three running backs. He's facing a Raiders team that has given up the most points to running backs across their last four, uh, bottom four in the entire season as a whole. Chubb's going to steamroll them. He's all they have at this point. Nick Mullins is that quarterback. Just as we were going live, it was announced that Case Keenum also is now on the COVID list. So with Nick Mullins at QB, you don't think he's going to be handing it off 30 times to Chubb and saying, put this team on your back. Nobody's more equipped to put a team on their back than Nick Chubb. I know he has three of his last five as single-digit PPR points. This is where he rebounds in a monster way. Love the guy this week. 
All right, J.D. McKissick dealing with concussion issues. He's still sidelined for Thursday's practice. Um, this is obviously a little bit worrying for this particular football team. <laughs> yeah. Kind of grown to use the guy. Uh, so it looks to me like Antonio Gibson's probably like, I mean, not that he wasn't already a smash play, but now he's maybe more of a smash play. <laughs> yeah, it's been the, the, that case the last few weeks. And granted, against Dallas, it didn't work out so hot last week. But that Dallas front seven is one of the best in the NFL right now. Uh, McKissick, I mean, concerningly, Gibson did only play 55% of the rushing workload last week. That does give you a little pause even without McKissick in there that he was seeing that limited of a workload. But ultimately, in a better script against a Philly team that's bottom 10 against running backs, I do think Gibson can get that nice. Yeah, he has 20-plus in three of his last five. I think we have a nice lineup for 20-plus for him this week. Tevin Coleman practiced in full in the same breath of uh, Michael Carter potentially returning to the lineup, being activated off the IR. So to me, ugly committee situation for an ugly offense in a very tough matchup against Miami. I'm getting a lot of Michael Carter questions because a lot of you guys had him and saw how, how talented the kid is. He really is a solid player, especially as a pass catcher. But don't forget that Mike White was religiously peppering his running backs to over 40% target share. That's not going to happen with Zach Wilson. And now that was with Kevin Coleman removed. With all these guys in and all these moving parts, I don't know that I'm going to touch a single jet back. I know. I, know, I know I'm not. <laughs> I've got well, I mean, I might be put in a position where I have to roll out Tevin Coleman. I mean, like, Whoa. because the Come next on. guy, were, well, because Eli Mitchell was working on the side during the portion of the 49ers practice open to the media, but he did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, this is optimistic. And I mean, this is a good and bad development. The good yeah. part is we didn't see him at all last week. So at least like he's making an appearance. He's waving to us, yeah. Right, but at least like at least we're seeing the guy. Uh, the bad news is, you know, it, it might take some doing for him to get back on the field on Sunday. And well, if I don't have Eli Mitchell, I might have to roll out Tevin Coleman. Do you have Jeff Wilson? No, no. Someone is he already picked him. up too? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Well, that sucks. Tevin Coleman. Oh, come on. We got. We'll. we'll, we'll hey, look to be fair, I played Tevin Coleman the two games before he got hurt, and he did well in both games. I'll toss you out some Hail Marys in a little bit. Speaking of that, uh, the Raiders, by the way, I know we talked about Chubb already. I do think, I see Dearness Johnson still only 20% rostered. Heaven forbid that Nick Chubb gets part of this COVID situation ahead of Saturday. Dearness Johnson would become a top 10 running back play. So I, I, I don't know how he's 20% available right now. I'd say get ahead of the crowd and just stash this guy. I'm checking right now. Yeah, I, I check, I check <laughs> now. I'll cover the next couple notes so you can double check. But, you know, in terms of running back handcuffs, he already is one of the best. But especially with all this craziness going around the Browns, I would be making sure that Dearness Johnson's rostered. Want to make sure that action is very clear. Alex Collins, we already talked about being on COVID. So let's move to wide receivers. Hopkins, as you guys are already aware, is undergoing surgery, repairing an MCL. Dearness Johnson is officially a member of my football team. I like it. I like it. Who'd you cut for him? Traquan Smith. Pretty easy to do. Not not any quick. Why, why was this not something that was already done, Truth? I'm glad we fixed that that uh, issue there. But DeAndre Hopkins, who historically one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, but being banged up all year, he just hasn't had what we usually see from the guy. You're not going to see him the rest of the regular season, maybe even the postseason, only if they go on a very deep run, which is probably going to be tough to do without him. Just It's just, you know, pour one out. Let's have, cheers to DeAndre Hopkins, NFL legend. Yeah, he's great. And in his absence, though, A.J. Green, you know, he's seen about a 30% target share over these last three weeks. Christian Kirk goes from probably a 70% snap player to right around 90, maybe even 100. 
And then Rondale Moore, maybe they have to manufacture more touches for him. I want to own all of these ancillary pieces, even though it's been a nightmare to figure out these last couple of weeks, removing just a magnet of targets like Hopkins, somebody's going to rise. My best guess would be A.J. Green, to be honest, at this point. Uh, I, I tried to, just so you know, I tried to pick up A.J. Green, and he someone already got him. Damn. Yeah, he, I, I like him this week. He's one of my Me favorite too. plays as a streamer. But I also think Christian Kirk going into a 100% snap role, a guy that do, you know does the most with the limited work he sees, we see even just a slight uptick in the work he gets. That could be a – he could become – we talked about some of those wide receiver stretch run heroes throughout the week. That could be – one of those guys now added to the list with no DeAndre Hopkins the rest of the season. All right. We talked about Tyler Lockett going on the COVID list, but DK Metcalf also did not practice on Wednesday. This is a guy that, you know, you said you expect to see. How could you not see an uptick, an uptick of some kind with him? He didn't practice, so we'll see what happens. You know, obviously we already knew about the Lockett thing, the Metcalf thing. Don't really have any more information on it except that he wasn't there, so we'll see. Absolutely. Adam Thielen is still sidelined. Lining up KJ Osborne, who every time he has seen six plus targets, I guess not every time he's seen that happen six times in four of them, he has finished as a wide receiver 21 or better with 17 points or more. Just last week, 83 yards and a touchdown. Did it happen efficiently? No, nine targets, three catches, but a bomb touchdown to close it all out. It doesn't matter how it gets there as long as it gets done and it gets done with KJ Osborne regularly. He, in fact, is my favorite guy to go on a stretch run epic stretch assuming Adam Thielen remains out and you got a Bears team giving up the third most points to wide receivers certainly susceptible deep I love firing up uh KJ Osborne this week the Bears placed wide receiver Allen Robinson as well as a DB running back uh linebacker Mm -hmm. and tight end Jesse James on the COVID list this is going to be devastating for the Bears because they're going to have to find ways to replace the two catches and 16 yards a week that (laughs) Allen Robinson brings to the team uh I don't I don't know how you figure something like that out. Uh, hopefully they have an excellent, excellent coach to figure something. Oh, wait, they have Matt Nagy. Um, and you know, know what's even a better I don't know what they're going to do. They can't replace that offensive production from Robinson. You know what's even worse, too, is Bill Lazor, the guy who's been calling plays with his offense actually getting clicking lately. He's also on this COVID yeah. list. He has Matt COVID, Nagy too, right? Gets the clipboard back. Oh, baby, that's never a good thing. But in Robinson's absence, we have seen Darnell Mooney Spike yep. to a fringe wide receiver one on multiple occasions this year. 15, 14, just target bats throughout the season. He could be in line for another one against a Vikings team giving up the most points to wide receivers at this point of the year. And similar to the Bears, very susceptible to deep shots. We could get some Monday night just fireworks. I'm looking yep. forward to that game, even with Nagy on the sidelines. I think we're going to see a few deep bombs uh, from both teams. I think Mooney, he's jumped a few spots in my rankings here. With this news, indeed. Sanders is not practicing on Thursday. McDermott has pretty much all but ruled him out at this point, making Gabriel Davis one of my favorite streamers. In fact, Truth, I know you said you're looking for flexes and streamers. Was Gabriel Davis already owned in your league? I have him. You have him. Good. I'm a big fan of him. I think 3,700 on DraftKings as well, like a smash lineup lock for me. I I really like Davis, who played 80% of snaps once Sanders was out caught a touchdown for the second straight weeks. This kid had seven touchdowns as a rookie. I think every time he's been used, he produces, and now they have no choice but to lean on the kid. I am pumped for him. I think he's going to have a – he's another one. Again, Osborne, Mooney, these stretch run wide receiver heroes. Gabe Davis could be that this year. Terry McLaurin uh, practiced uh, in a limited designation on Thursday. He's been dealing with concussion issues. Seems pretty likely that he – uh, is going to be returning to play against the Eagles, which is great for any fantasy owner of his, right? 
Yeah, it's it's a good thing, but still, he has been one of the biggest disappointments. And I think a lot of it's not a fault of his own. You're playing with Taylor Heineke, one of the worst QBs in the NFL. He's just only getting worse by the week. But you look at McLaurin's last seven games, 4.6 points. This is standard. Let me go to half at least. So we have at least some reception points, 5, 9, 19, 7, 4, and 0. So only one usable effort across his last six games. That's pretty nerve-wracking. If I could, I would like to bench McLaurin against a Philly team that's giving up the third fewest points to wide receivers. I don't really know why. I think Slay, uh, you know, obviously a very good corner, but beyond him, it's a pretty weak secondary. But they just somehow, well coaching, whatever it is, that unit has really locked down receivers and especially wide receiver ones. So if I can bench Terry, I certainly would like to. I'd rather have Mooney. I'd rather have Osborne. I, In fact, I have him at 26 in my rankings right now, McLaurin. I, the more I think about it, I'm bumping him down. I, I don't yeah. like him this week. I'll be putting him below some of those guys I just talked about. And All right. after him, Marquise Brown, unknown injury. Nothing fun about that. Did not participate in Thursday's practice. The last time we had a mystery ailment with Marquise Brown, he ended up sitting. So just keep this one in mind. Keep tracking this one throughout the week. It seems like one of those non, you know, don't worry about it because it's unknown. It can't be that big, right? Well, this already happened once this year, and Marquise Brown ended up missing the game. So be aware of this. Last time I had a guy that that was true for it was Calvin Ridley, and he left the NFL. So, <laughs> yeah, um, right. Worst case scenario there. All right, we're getting into tight ends. If you haven't given us a like yet, do it. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? It's 730. We got like 70 questions. Uh, Darren Waller, knee issue. He did not practice uh, on Thursday. He will be out for the Raiders this week. Yeah, and another week that you can maybe stream Foster Moreau against a Cleveland team that just doesn't have any starters on any side of the ball at this point. I still probably wouldn't want to go there. There's certainly other guys and streamers I like more that we'll talk about. But, yeah, it just sucks Darren Waller. Probably uh, he's got to now start being listed. I know injuries, it's tough to call a bust when it's injury-wise, but even before the injury, he wasn't getting it done. I I was really high on this guy as a second-round pick, as a difference-maker tight end, and he has done nothing but disappoint other than like one or two weeks. And especially after 19 targets in week one, I was like, oh, yes, yeah. I just we made thought, the best pick I could have ever made. And, we thought we were so smart. Oh, damn it. Hate him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson underwent thumb surgery. He's going to miss the remainder of the season. He, he hasn't been all that special since those first couple weeks when it was looking like he's going to be the next George Kittle. He did have back-to-back games with touchdowns before the thumb injury, though. So it does leave a hole in your lineup. We'll talk about some Hail Mary tight ends because there are a good handful that I do like. I was talking about the meat sweats earlier today. I don't know if you're tuning oh, yeah. in there, meat sweats. Love you, brother, if you're here. Uh, yeah, he has TJ Hawkinson, so we were chatting throughout he some uh, streamer options. So I've done a little research on some streamer tight ends for the next few weeks that could be viable. One of them being, I'm just going to jump right into him, David Njoku, who is returning from the COVID-19 list. The Browns did also say Harrison Bryant is questionable. That would certainly put a little bit less shine on the Joku's appealing stream appeal. That being said, the Raiders are giving up the third most points to tight ends. The Joku, when he gets used, the guy is a freak athlete. We know Austin Hooper's on the COVID-19 list. I wouldn't be shocked at all. I have Joku right now ranked as my tight end 12, certainly above Moreau and some of these other streaming options. Saturday action, I, I'd be down to fire up David Njoku if I'm dealing with some tight end woes, no doubt about it. All right. That's our injury. That's our news section. We're going to higher, lower Hail Mary. It's a thing. The Wolf is going to throw a few names at us. We're going to listen to what he's got to say, especially the Hail Mary department is where I feel like this is the most significant because some of us need it. Maybe not on the quarterback side, but uh, give us a like if you haven't already. 
We see the mailbag. We see it's growing. Right now, we're still good on time, so we'll blow through this, and then we'll try to answer all your questions well before the game starts. So if they're uh, pertinent to this game, we can help you out. Go ahead. Absolutely. Aaron Rodgers. And there's going to be some pertinent questions, given the weapons we got coming out this week. Aaron Rodgers, though, my QB4, and somehow I'm still plus three ECR on him. He's put up 34, 26, and 30. QB2, 2, and 3 his last three weeks. Maybe it's the toe injury that has people a little lower on him, but come on now, folks. This guy is a monster. I also am fine with starting Taysom Hill, my QB7, plus three spots on the ECR. 25 and 26 points. He's been the quarterback four in back-to-back weeks. Dating back to last year, he's now averaging over 23 fantasy points per start. I know Tampa Bay limits what he does best, running, but still, they're giving up the six most points to QBs. It's not an impenetrable defense. If he can move him down the field even just slightly, he has that nose for the end zone. I am firing up Taysom Hill above Jalen Hurts, above even Maddie Stafford. and Kirk I'm starting Kirk. Stafford over Hill, I'm telling you right now. You are? Yes, I started Hill over Stafford last week. Remember, I knew I was going to lose probably anyway. Um, they Hill had a good game, um, but Stafford, <laughs> Stafford had 30. So Did was, he? Yeah. Maybe so, you have different settings, though, where you value pa- – I think you get six per passing touchdown, no? Like, we do Stafford get has 23 in most settings. Yeah, we have six. We get six per passing Well, that's different, too. You have to obviously consider your scoring settings. And, a, a, you know, the, the upside of the rushing touchdown – goes down completely when you have a passing touchdown as equal to it. That's what the appeal is with Taysom Hill is when passing touchdowns are only four points, he's more likely to score that rushing touchdown and get you a couple more every single time. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, they both did fine. Like I didn't feel like me starting Hill was crazy, but it's the playoffs and I can't mess with the locker room chemistry like that. And I get that too. If you have even like a guy like Kirk Cousins, who I have below Hill, if your locker room's been built around Kirk Cousins and you just feel safer with it, I get that because there is, definitely like some real bust risk with Taysom Hill. But I feel like we say that every time and just, he looks like he's going to bust. Oh, it sure looked like he was going to bust. (laughs) And then somehow, and by the end of it all, he'll have 25 points for you. So I, if I have no better options, I certainly have no problem at all. I could see going to Stafford, going to cousins, going to those types of guys, but I've been rolling. There's nothing better feeling than, uh, when Cooper Cup's getting peppered, and you know you have Stafford too. Well, you have, and that you have Cup too. So, like in that situation, you have to go Stafford. I get. I it. have to. I have, you have to. to. You can't go below that. I do have two attacks. Speaking of lowers, a little bit lower than the East Yard. Yes, it's the Jets. Yes, they're abysmal, but they're more abysmal on the ground than they are against the pass. And so, I don't think Miami's going to have any problem swallowing this team whole. In fact, I wouldn't be shocked if Miami's defense scores more touchdowns than the Jets as a team score themselves in which case I don't think two is going to be asked to do a whole lot and so yes you know I get the streaming appeal but to me 12 19 13 18 quarterback 16 12 18 14 just very nice floor okay kind of safe but very boring upside in which case I'd rather go for my Hail Mary this week only 20% rostered Justin Fields facing Minnesota the number three in terms of points allowed to QBs and even more so across their last Three weeks, giving up almost 30 points to big fucking Ben's corpse ass last week. Disgusting. And yet he still could almost put up 30. I think Justin Fields, who is averaging over 75 rushing yards per game across his last six after starting the year with only 20. The one concern now is that Nagy's going to be the one calling the plays. And if anybody's going to tank Fields, it's Nagy. But for some Monday night excitement, I really like Fields as a streamer. If you miss out on him, Jimmy Garoppolo gets Atlanta. And I mean, that that's like the higher floor Hail Mary for sure. 
Garoppolo will put up 20 against Atlanta, no doubt about that. But I just kind of think Fields is going to have his best day of his career and go off for like 25-30 as a Hail Mary that nobody plays. Ooh, I'm into it. All right, you got anything in the running? But hey, also, you should be running the ticker on these when we're doing these. Um, oh, the rankings. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, you you those all in and I don't even put them I on. Know, for you. I know, come on. All right, <laughs> running backs, what do you like? I mean, Cordero Patterson, I always am above ECR. I have Eli Mitchell plus five, but I think that's part of the rankings. So this feels like cheating and I keep going with those guys. So let's go down to Rashad Penny, a guy I think a lot of people will have a lot of questions on. I'm plus six ECR at running back 20 compared to running back 26, especially now with Alex Collins all but ruled out for Sunday. We're talking about a guy that's coming off 16 carries, 137 yards, and two touchdowns. The running back three last week looked damn explosive doing it. And I think the questions with Penny have never really been about talent. When we've seen extensive workloads, this isn't the first time we've seen blowups from Penny. The Rams defense, we just saw Connor just lead the, lead the Cardinals in receiving against this defense. I think a lot of people, that's the question I get with Penny. He's facing the Rams, man. I have to bench him, right? Well, no, I don't think so at all. They've been very middle of the pack against running backs anyways in points allowed and lately they've been getting bombed against the position especially as pass catchers so I really don't think that this is a avoid spot at all I'm in fact a big fan of Penny I'll be starting him pretty much anywhere where I have him and you know just for context I have Penny just below Zeke and just ahead of Gaskin Gordon Barkley even I'd rather have I'd rather, how crazy is that? That, that this year I'd rather have Penny at this time of the year than Saquon Barkley in my lineups um, the one guy I have below him that I'm starting to reconsider is James Robinson, just given the potential matchup with the, the losing the losing Urban Meyer bump. I think the losing Urban Meyer bump might put James Robinson to like running back number one for me. No, but honestly, like top twelve, is, like Robinson could really rebound big times. So I'm probably going to bump him up a little bit. And certainly Melvin Gordon. We didn't even talk about Javante Williams, who has missed practice in back to back days. If he's out, then Melvin Gordon shoots right up into like the top ten running backs right around the James Conner, Gibson range. But as of right now, I have Penny above all these guys we're talking about. So we will see. And as a Hail Mary, which I know you are pretty desperate for right now, Nat, uh, given that you're considering. I'm completely screwed. There's no, I I keep trying to convince myself that I have a chance to win. And I just like all his play, all his players are trending up. And are you already playing Daryl Williams? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's, you have Coleman and Daryl Williams in. No, I have Mitchell and Daryl Williams in, but it, I mean, now it's like maybe Mitchell's not going to play. So, Oh, God. You're in some tough spots here. Oh, I well, mean, I'm completely screwed. Here's my Hail Marys for you, and and I don't know how these guys are. Real. One, Darius Johnson, honestly, I'd rather have I got him. Coleman. He's I know you already team have now. So I, I think he's a better play than Coleman, straight up, especially with Carter. Unless Carter's ruled out, I think you, you go Dearness on Saturday unless we hear that Carter's ruled out. If not him, Jordan Howard against Washington – Keep in mind the last couple games he played. I think he scored a touchdown in two straight. Two straight, yep. Uh, three touchdowns across the last two games. Then he got hurt with 83 yards. Then he went down um, in the next one. So he was he was a, a horse. I don't hate him, but I also think, assuming Swift is out, and then if Jamal Williams isn't back, I like this Craig Reynolds kid a lot. I'd stash him if I'm you, Nat, in case these, kid, these guys are out. 11 points in his first extensive action. 11 carries, 83 yards, over 7.5 per pop also was their main catching pass catching back with two catches and 16 yards playing ahead of Godwin uh, Igwebuke who fumbled in a crucial situation. See you later. Jamar Jefferson late to practice. See you later. I think Craig Reynolds would be in every down back if both those other guys are ruled out, in which case he would be head and shoulders above 
uh, Tevin Coleman and some of these other guys we're talking about. So Craig Reynolds, uh, even I'd, I'd rather have Reynolds ahead of Jordan Howard, um, certainly had a like single Terry, but Dearness Johnson, the other one, just get, get Coleman out of your plans. I'm done with that. You can't be a playoff team and have Coleman in your plans anymore. Uh, is Reynolds available in your league? I'll check. You talk about wide receivers. I'll talk about some wide receivers that I'm higher and lower on one. I'm higher on Godwin by three spots. He had his season high against the saints last time. They are the worst team against slot receivers. He had over 24 half PPR fantasy points against him was the wide receiver three that week. That was his best finish of the year. I'm three spots above ECR on him. I'm also four spots ahead on Michael Pittman. Yes, you get the, the Pats defense. That's always scary. But this guy has been a target hog for most of the season, especially when the script is right. I do think the Pats get up early and they have to throw often to Michael Pittman. So plus four on him. And then last. Do you, th- do you, th- do you think I should drop Tevin Coleman for Reynolds right now? I personally would. Yeah, absolutely. I, what's Coleman going to do for you? Fuck Coleman. You're never going to play Coleman. No. You're talking about I, I would, Coleman. I'm talking about playing Coleman. No, I would rather have Reynolds. There's actually some upside there. Coleman's gross. He hasn't done a damn thing in a while. And I'm, I'm Carter, revamping my team right now on the show while we're doing yeah. this live. <laughs> makeover. The extreme makeover. Truth's awful yeah, roster. This is like Queer Eye, except <laughs> exactly, football. Exactly. Uh and the last guy I want to highlight is Devontae Parker on plus five ECR against the Jets. Like we said earlier, I already highlighted, but nine points is his low on the season in PPR leagues, 11 plus in all but two. The guy has been solid floor, solid ceiling. We're seeing more of those trust throws this year than ever before from Tua. And with no waddle at this point, I don't know who's in his way. Him and Gasecki both against the Jets. Great scripts. I know it's weird to have like lower on the quarterback, but then higher on a receiver. I just think it's such a limited target tree. We could see eight to 10 catches from Parker himself. So those are my hires in terms of low and also KJ. I got to highlight my boy, KJ Osborne, who's kind of a Hail Mary. So I guess we're going to fringe Hail Mary, but he's about 38% rostered at this point. Again, six plus targets. He has gone above 21 and 17 fantasy points in four of those six. And now he gets the easiest matchup he's seen all year team that fits his skill set. Like love Osborne plus seven ECR on him. We talked about Mike Williams, lower on him by 14. I'm just switch very nervous. When you, when you have a chance, switch the banner, by the way. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> we're, we're flying tonight, so that's why it's like a little little sloppy here. My apologies. Okay. We got 88, 90 of your questions, so I'm just trying to get fast so we can get to every single one of those. It's wild that we already have 90 questions. I love you guys. Um, in terms of lowers, though, lower on Marquez Valdez-Scantling by seven. Could he be the deep threat? I mean, we talked about Baltimore giving up more deep plays than anybody. Absolutely, it could be. Valdez Scantling, but Alan Lazard seems to have taken over that role. I'd rather have Lazard myself. Lower on Jerry Judy against Cincinnati, seven spots below the ECR. Why, Wolf, would you be lower on this guy that's an elite route runner? Well, because he has finished at the wide receiver 57, 22, 39, 66, 30, and 51. None of those have been productive. His highest total since coming back from injury is 22. That's the best we're getting, and all of them but two are below 50. No thank you. I'm all set. In terms of Hail Marys, Gabriel Davis, we already threw him out there. Only 10% rostered. My good God, I think he'd go crazy against Carolina. Playing 80% of the snaps last week. Had his best game of the season. Seeing a season high, eight targets. Season high, five receptions. 43 yards and a touchdown. Nice 13 points for the wide receiver. 28 finish. That's back-to-back weeks for the touchdown, folks. And now he gets Carolina. I think he's going to have himself a nice day. And if you need a Hail Mary beyond that, Donovan Peoples-Jones as the clear number one against a Raiders team that's given up more points than anybody across their last three games. Not to wide receivers, just in general as a defense. I don't know if Nick Mullins, we saw Nick Mullins with the the 49ers. The guy liked to throw it. He liked to throw it deep. 
So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see Peoples Jones in a number one role thrive. Time for tight ends. All right. That's it, tight ends. Record pace here, Truth. Record pace. In terms of who I'm higher on, Pat Fryermuth every week is the answer here. Sure. Plus four ECR on him, given the fact that he is a near lock for a touchdown nearly every week. He has scored six touchdowns across his last seven games. He has been in that span, a top 11 receiver in all but two of those games. Awesome play. Tennessee, better against the the tight end than they are the wide receiver. But Big Ben loves this guy in the red zone, and why wouldn't you? He makes play after play after play. We're talking about, like, in the future, this guy's going to be a top five tight end for years and years to come, and we're just seeing him blossom before our eyes, and yet people don't want to rank him. And ahead of him, even though, is Mike Gusecki, my tight end five. Somehow he's the only only the tight end 10 by the ECR. We have no Jalen Waddle, folks, and this guy just saw 11 targets with Jalen Waddle on the field. Oh, he's also facing the Jets, who are bottom five against tight ends, bottom five against life. They are just an awful defense, and Mike Gusecki is going to destroy them. Uh, and, and, of course, I have always, always have Dawson Knox higher than the ECR, but that just goes without saying. And then David Jinoku, no, Njoku, my Hail Mary of the week, Las Vegas Raiders, bottom three against tight ends. I had him at 12, 17 spots above the ECR right now. Harrison Bryant could limit that appeal. But, man, I think David Njoku will go crazy on Saturday. The guy's had some big games this year. The limited chances that he gets targeted. He had one game with seven targets, Nat. That, yeah, so, okay. He's got on the season three games where he's seen five or more targets. I didn't even actually know the stat. I can't wait to tweet this one out and see everybody <laughs> shit on me. So, first game with five targets. Three catches, 76 yards, tight end nine. Next, next game with five targets. Seven catches, seven targets. Guess how many yards this guy put up? Mm, On seven catches. No. 20? 149. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, like, we're either going to go like monster numbers or like one yard per catch. (laughs) No, 24 fantasy points, Nat. Uh, tight end two that week. And then last time we saw him before we went on the COVID list, saw five targets against Baltimore, went 35 yards and a touchdown, 11 points, the the tight end nine. So the few times we've seen extensive usage, Najoku has delivered and delivered in spades. He would be by far my favorite streamer at tight end. And if you have a tight end question, please let me know because the answer is probably going to be yes to David Najoku. So let me know there. If you're really desperate beyond him and he's somehow gone, Brevin Jordan has caught a touchdown uh, in two of his last three, three of his last six. We're talking about a Houston tight end. So, I mean, this is as bad as it fucking gets. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean, you gotta be pretty desperate, but he does get Jacksonville and the Chargers across these next two weeks. Both of those teams, very generous to every position, including the tight end. I mean, the Chargers are actually pretty good against receivers, but very bad. Number five. In fact, that game that David, David Njoku had 150 yards was against the Chargers. Brevin Jordan gets them next week. Jags this week, which is, of course, a smash spot. Those are my tight end Hail Marys of the week. All right. Let's hit the mailbag. We got like half an hour to get like 100 questions done. And that wraps us up, Wolfpack. We got through them all right before kickoff, baby. And we got a timeout to pump up Denny Jennings before we got signed off. Hell yeah. What a fucking rush. I love this shit. Thursdays are the best. Truth. Cheers. You're not even drinking over there, are you? Water. Ugh. What a disappointment. What I'm, a disappointment. I'm, I'm here alone with my kid. Like, 
I, I don't want my wife to come back and have me just like sloshed. Hillary's used to seeing <laughs> you just like barely able to stand all the time at like, <laughs> at, like six in the evening. <laughs> yeah, just about right. <laughs> because of these right. Shows. I blame you, Wolfpack. But right. guys, best of luck tonight. If you haven't already on your way out, please consider hitting that thumbs up. Let's get off to a great start. As you say, Benny, huge team, huge haymakers being thrown left and right tonight between your Chargers, between your Chiefs. And please consider checking out our sponsor of the show tonight, downloading prize picks. Yeah. Up to 100 bucks to get a full $100 match from them. You pick five, you get 10 times your money, and you don't even lose if you miss one of them. You still can get three extra money, all that good stuff. One of the best platforms out there. Use code RSJ if you download it to help us out. If you deposit plus $20, we get a nice solid kickback from that. It'd be so appreciated, Wolfpack. But on your way out, if you haven't already, hit that thumbs up. If you haven't already subbed as we approach 2K, would be so appreciated. But we'd love to show in our first night of fucking pumping them up, then we uh, that we can really do some damage. So Wolfpack, you know you legends out there that come to every show. Come on now. Download prize picks. Use code RSJ. Get that $100 match. Hit that thumbs up on your way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Best of luck. RoshyJoe.com is where we breed and feed you rules so you can find all our content. I'm the Wolf. I'm the truth. And... Danny Jennings, I'll drink for untruth. He's calling you untruth now. I fucking love it. Go Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> I love you, Jordan, but fuck the Chiefs. Go Pats. Cheers, everybody. Best of luck in a world full of fancy sheep. Be the wolf and get all the points you need tonight, unless it's from Herbert. Fuck him. See you guys. We used to <laughs> back on Sunday, 11 a.m. But now's our curtain call. So hold for the applause. Oh, 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 oh. And wave out to the crowd. Take our final bow Oh, it's our time to go But at least we stole the show 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 Old-fashioned football right there, folks.